Welcome in to the Landry Football Podcast Network. Just subscribe, like, and share if you would. And this is ACC Football and Beyond. It's another interesting weekend. We learn a little bit more about these te- teams each and every week. Clemson went on the road. Respectable, comfortable 34-28 win over Florida State. Good game plan for Florida State coming out. Uh, really wasn't close after uh, halftime. Uh, DJU continues to play good football. Um, Florida State, to me, looks like they're getting better, but I think there's disappointment in Tallahassee, and there's just a lot of talk there, talk that I think is unwarranted and I think would be a mistake. But uh, anyway, the story of the ACC, besides Clemson being the story always, is Syracuse. 6-0 for the first time since 1987. Yes, that 24-9 victory over NC State. We told you that could be a possibility. I don't want to hand it all to you know, Devin Leary not being healthy. The Orange are playing with a lot of confidence. You know, paced by Garrett Schrader, combined for 291 yards and two touchdowns. Look, it's an interesting situation that's going on in the state of New York and certainly the city of New York with the Jets and the Giants that are playing with a lot of confidence, and particularly the case of the Giants. We don't know how long and how good these teams talent-wise are, but when you play with a lot of confidence – even though you've played a week schedule in your Syracuse, um, you beat a Purdue team, pretty good team. You beat an NC State team without their quarterback. So be it. They really hammered them. So they did what they needed to do. Now they get Clemson. And I do think this is going to change pretty quickly the rest of the way. If you look at Syracuse's schedule after Clemson, they've got Notre Dame, which is winnable at Pitt, which is going to be a challenge. And then I think Florida State is. Every bit is good and capable of beating them. Wake Forest can score a bunch of points. I think there's still three or four losses on Clemson on uh, Syracuse's uh, schedule, including this week against Clemson. But let's celebrate them a little bit before we beat them down. I do think Garrett Traders played very well. They've got one of the better running backs in the country. So we're going to get into that. North Carolina beating Duke 38-35 to in a wild back-and-forth game in Durham. Um, Drake May and is continuing to play well. That's a team that hasn't played a very difficult schedule either and are finding a way to win games. Uh, Miami gets back on track. Not all that impressive, but still able to get a win. 2014 over Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. And but Tyler Van Dyke played his cleanest game of the year. Um, two touchdowns without an interception. That's really important there. So it's six teams that are on a bye. Uh, but um, I'm curious to see where um, things play out the rest of the year. For Clemson, we'll kind of break them, go down a little bit team by team as we like to do here. They got the win over uh, Florida State. And looking at them, they turned on the, the Jets in a game that was tied 14-14 through the second quarter. Thought Florida State had a pretty good game plan. But I thought towards the end of the first half, Florida State lost their way a little bit, and you saw Clemson kind of just pounce. And, uh, you know, I think that, they're fully in full control. I don't think anybody's going to beat them within the league. They've played the toughest teams that they're going to play. I think that Syracuse will provide a challenge, a confident team. And look, Syracuse has played Clemson well in the past. I think this is one of those cases where it's to the advantage of Clemson to have a Syracuse team that's got Devils, got his team's full attention. Maybe in the past they've overlooked Syracuse. Shouldn't be overlooking a 6-0 and team. Um, this team's playing with a lot of confidence. So it's going to be a lot of fun. For uh, Wake Forest, uh, it's final game before the bye. They, they 
blew the doors off of Army. Uh, and I'm curious to see how they finish the rest of the year. They go on the road to face Louisville and NC State. So they take care of business. Um, it, it, I think that the game against NC State could potentially get them into New Year's Six conversation, including Clemson keeps a stranglehold on the, the Atlantic Division, which I think they will. So uh, that's what I'm looking for. It's a, it's a you know, five and one um, record thus far for for Wake. Really good start. Syracuse again, um, not played a tough schedule, um, and and have got the benefit of playing NC State without Leary, but six and zero, six and zero. The defense held this NC State uh, offense to under three hundred yards. Can they bring the same energy and effectiveness against Clemson? Look, they do it this week, I'm going to be a believer. Okay, but I don't see this happening. Uh, North Carolina, Drake May was outstanding again. He has been really good. He's um, He also ran the football well. Look, this is a case of a one-man team. I mean, this is a one-man team that is getting a lot done, and they're 6-1. and one. And, you know, you watch them on tape. And every game is in peril, and Drake May's playing great every game. It, it's you're impressed by him, but as a team, there's just not a whole lot that gets you excited about this North Carolina team. And you don't think they're very good, and but yet the quarterback's good enough to be the difference. It could have lost just about every game that they played. Um, but he manages to get them on the right side of it. Pittsburgh's four and two. They were able to bounce back from that brutal loss to Georgia Tech um, before the bye, and that might look a little bit better now as they're playing better. But they defeated Virginia Tech, as we all know, record day from Israel, Abita Kanda. Uh, and we'll see. It's uh, We'll see what they do the rest of the way. They get a road game at Louisville this week. So I'm curious to see how they deal with uh, some of the layoffs and get a little bit healthy on the defensive side of the ball for the stretch run is uh, Pitt. Um, the rest of the way after Louisville's got North Carolina, that'll be interesting. Syracuse, then you got Virginia, Duke, and Miami to head out the season. NC State, uh, they don't have any answers because it's a pretty good defensive team. But without Devin Leary, they've got no answers there. Uh, they struggle to move the football with Jack Chambers. Um, you know, Leary wasn't having a great season, but there's a huge drop off between him and Chambers. Um, so I, I have a real issue there. Now, they, they I think, were a team that were a New Year's Six component um, potential, but I think that they're that's fallen slowly but surely uh, by the wayside. Florida State, we know the story there, 4-0 start. Um, they're 4-3 now. And, again, there's a little bit of a belief in – that the 4-0 start was an indication that they're ready to make a run to win nine or ten games. It's just not good enough to be that consistent enough. You have to be really good to be consistent, and they're not good enough to get there. And I think that uh, you see flashes of it, but they're not good enough to do it on a consistent basis. You know, a lot of that people think, well, they're really good if they played, you know, for a, an entire game like they did in this quarter. Well, that's why they're not going to do that that's not that's why they're not consistent because they're not good enough to do that um i think they're they're making progress 
not enough progress for their fan base, but the program is stabilized. And I'd be very careful about making the, the drastic changes that a lot of their fan base wants to make, but they've lost three games by one possession. Okay. There is a progressive development that shows that they're good enough to at least compete, but they're not getting credit for how they're competing. They're getting dinged for how they're losing the games that they're competing in. And again, I think the next step is where you become good enough to where you can finish some of those games. That's the thing that people think. Well, they're good enough to compete, but those damn coaches are not good enough to finish it. Well, the problem is the coaches are doing a really good job getting those teams to compete, but to get them to get over the hump, they're going to need better players to do it with to ingrain in their system. I think patience and good things are coming. It's just that Florida State's one of those programs that people think should be elite. Their fan base thinks they should be elite again. Well, they've lost that. Okay, they've lost that a long time ago when the advent of big-time fundraising and big-time facilities, they were lax in that for a while, and they're trying to make up for it now. But it's like a race. You might be catching up, but you're like miles behind. So you can't expect to be in the front runner when you're chasing from far behind. Now, you might be two miles behind, and now you're a mile and a half behind, and you're making progress. But you're not you're not going to get there as quickly as you think you're going to get there. And it doesn't matter who's coaching and, you know, what type of stick and you know, uh, statement you can make. Get a good coach. I think there's got a really good coach there if they're patient with it. Georgia Tech's an interesting story. Obviously, Brent Key has done a really good job. And I wonder, just not, I wouldn't put him in the Jim Leonard category at Wisconsin, but would Georgia Tech consider if they continue to play like they're playing? Would they consider at least giving Brent Key the job? Probably depends on who they feel they could get. But this is real interesting is they've got on Thursday night, they've got Virginia, and that is likely a chance in primetime on Thursday night to win a game like that. Go to Florida State, Virginia Tech, North Carolina are winnable, Miami as well. I'm curious to see how this team plays and, and would he get it? Uh, could you ever talk about the possibility of flirting with a bowl game? That there, there possibly um, something that could happen when you consider their schedule and the fact that they were able to pull the upset over, um, uh, over uh, Pitt and, and certainly uh, beaten Duke. So I think there's a real good opportunity here with Virginia to get their fourth win and then they'll, the Virginia Tech, their fifth win. And then I think between Miami and North Carolina and Florida State, one out of those three gets you into a bowl game if you're Georgia Tech. So we'll see how this plays out. Um, Duke, tough loss to North Carolina. Uh, they were up 21-10 with just under two minutes to go in the first half. But then they couldn't handle Drake May. He led uh, defensively. He caused a lot of problems with his legs, with his arm. And it just killed them. And they're kind of in a fight to get to a bowl game as well. Uh, Miami uh, was 
able to end an ugly streak, but but this team has really struggled. Um, and we'll see how this plays out. Van Dyke played very well in the game, and I thought he did a, a good job. Uh, stopped two tight ends down. They kept going. But, again, that's a bad team that they beat uh, last week. Boston College, um, you know, not scoring a touchdown against Clemson was a big blow. They've not shown a whole lot of life recently. Got some real problems there. Louisville um, was able to bounce back against a bad Virginia team. Um, but we'll see how things will go. They've got three straight home games against Pitt, Wake Forest, and James Madison. Uh, if you look even further, a trip at Clemson, home games against NC State, and a road contest against Kentucky, this is going to determine Scott Satterfield's trade. And, and I do think that Pitt and Wake Forest, particularly, you know, the fact that Pitt and Wake are likely to beat them, James Madison is a game they should win, even though James Madison is playing well. But, but don't lose that game if you're Scott. You're in trouble. I think Kentucky and Clemson are going to be tough gets. I think NC State is gettable uh, with Leary out. Um, but I think this next three weeks are going to decide the fate of Scott ultimately. Uh, Virginia Tech made the move last year. Brent Pride, two and four thus far. You know, they, uh, they mustered 250 yards plus of offense. Uh, fourth straight loss um, ahead of the bye week. They've got to really take a hard look at looking at players, figuring out where things are, maybe making some moves on the roster and the depth chart rather, not the roster. Um, Virginia, much the same thing. It was disheartening effort from Virginia before the bye against Louisville. Uh, the offense has regressed under Tony Elliott. And I think Tony's trying to do a, maybe too much and a lot of things that he's had success with better personnel. Brendan Armstrong passed for over 300 yards for the first time this year. He's regressed this year. Uh, it's one of the real surprising things because this is a team that you can put in any game and say Brendan Armstrong can do a lot of what May's doing right now for North Carolina, and, and they're not getting it done. So uh, this Thursday night game is going to be interesting. Just, you know, maybe for the fact that, you know, Brent Key may have a chance to win that job. We'll see. Uh, losing a game like this would really hurt. Obviously, Tony has got time in his first year there. So some thoughts. Some game balls this week. Drake May definitely gets a game ball. Will Shipley at Clemson. Uh, Aronde Gatson, the uh, Syracuse uh, tight end from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, get the Aronde Gatson, the second, by the way. Uh, deserves a lot of credit. I thought Matthew Bergeron, the tackle from uh, Syracuse, the, the Quebec Canada kid, allowed no pressures, did a really good job against NC State. Defensive lineman Akeem Mesador of Miami was outstanding. Another Canadian kid played very well. Jeremiah Trotter, the, uh, the Clemson linebacker, was very, very good. I thought DeAndre Borkins, the um, defensive back from North Carolina, really did a good job, was very good against the run. And I thought Lou Headley punted well, the Australian punter from Miami. Did a really nice job. Hey, that's a look around the league, a breakdown of week seven. For more detailed film room breakdowns, go to LandryFootball.com. Check it out there. Uh, take advantage of our football season sale. A reminder uh, to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network where you can get all of uh, my uh, information there uh, and all of the shows that we do for you. So subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Hey, Appreciate you joining us, um, and uh, we'll talk to you later in the week when we break down the games for week eight 
already week eight, halfway point of the college season. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon, everyone.